The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Episode of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and that is a beautiful woman over there, and her name is Kelly Addison, and she is a reverend. She is also from Canada, and where um cannabis you know cannabis stuff that's legal up there like it is in washington state and colorado and some others uh but it's not national down here yet and i'm hoping that that will happen but we're going to spend the entire time talking to uh reverend kelly about cannabis the the where she works the the shop she's got and and all of that uh, reverend kelly how are you hi kevin i'm so happy to see you again i'm happy you- to see you too when you sent the email request, I went like this. Ah, okay. Like, that's exactly what I did. I swear. So I was like, I like this. Yes. I, I, love, I love talking to American friends. I love talking to American friends. So blessings from Canada. Hi. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And there is, uh, you know, we're, we're actually worldwide. Uh, we've been downloaded in over 90 countries around the world and, and all 50 states and in Canada and all of that. So, so you can say to the world, how are you, everybody, today? Hi, everybody in the world. Hi, worldwide humans. Hi. <laughs> so now, how long has cannabis been legal in Canada? Uh, we legalized October 2017. Oh, so you you actually know the date, yeah. Um, and and so is that when you opened up uh, the Green Lounge? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean October seventeenth, uh, two thousand eighteen is the date that we actually legalized cannabis. That's right. Oh, and I opened up the Green Lounge one year later on October seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. Tell us about the Green Lounge a little bit. What do you do there? It's a cannabis lounge, and it's all green. And um, the floors, okay, so when you walk in, you walk in and you see beautiful decorations, all bohemian and like things like a poster of Bob Marley and Jim Burton and some groovy lamps and some salt lamps and some selenite and some beautiful uh, artwork on the walls and incense is almost always burning. And every time anyone walks in, they go, I really like the energy in here. And that's because we try to make it as welcoming and warm as possible because we're a very inclusive space. We're home for everybody, especially an island for misfit toys. So that means that you can come to our cannabis lounge and that you just have to know cannabis and maybe be interested in it and maybe like it a little bit. And then you can meet other people there and we have activities and uh, it's a safe space for education. We don't have cannabis there. We don't sell cannabis. You can bring your own and you can consume. You can't consume by combustion or vaporization inside. It's against the law. But you can have your edibles or your tinctures or your drinks. And then you can go outside to smoke and come back inside to participate in our activities. Now, what made you think of I See, now, I assumed that you were selling cannabis, but you're not. Um, so, so how did you come up with the idea for this? It really is inventive. It's, um, thank you for saying that, because it was kind of the first of its kind, um, certainly in our area. And uh, when it became legal, I was just somebody that already always had cannabis around me. Um, It was never illegal to me in the sense of something that I fought for. And I always like to say that because there are absolute cannabis activists and advocates and warriors and medical patients that fought really, really hard for the legalization. And I came in all around that part 
um, only because people were asking me because I was always that person that showed up at parties with doobies or pot brownies or whatever it was. And I was always that kind of hippie. And I was working uh, in childcare as a teacher and a childcare supervisor and talking to moms and mom, hey, do you know anything about that cannabis? And so I really realized I started to have to educate myself. And at that point in time, I went, what? We have a what? We have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies and we actually need cannabis to fulfill our receptors and make our bodies balanced and make us healthy. And we were told it was evil. And then it, oh, my world changed, Kevin. I went back to school and I started learning about it and I started understanding it. And the reason why I bring up the advocates and the activists is because I realized that there were people medical patients that were fighting for their lives for a plant because they couldn't access this medicine. It was considered illegal and still right. is in so many places. And I went, oh, I'm going to do something about that. And I luckily was able to be able to do that. I was able to be able to uh, change myself and change my career from being a teacher and working with children um, to becoming a cannabis uh, kind of everything minister lounge owner educator media personality um you name it I, I do it in the cannabis industry here so now um the lounge itself you don't serve alcohol though right nope no and i don't really like to mix alcohol with cannabis anyway i would say yeah mm -hmm. that, 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 that <laughs> my son gets violently sick if you if you mix cannabis and and alcohol so so um and can i, I tell never... you why can i tell you why of course. When you drink uh, alcohol, it opens up your blood vessels. And so the cannabis, when you're consuming it by combustion especially, it goes right to the bloodstream immediately. And so your blood vessels that are open and you're not expecting that big dose, then you're going to get sick and you're going to maybe black out or not realize or green out is the term for overconsumption. So it could be possibly uh, that reason why your son is getting ill. You know, I, I do have to tell you. I, I, uh, we have a, a, um, festival here every summer. It's called hemp fest. Ooh. And, uh, and oh it's, it's at volunteer park in downtown Seattle. And I was a bus driver for a long time. And I, I drove buses for people that like would go to the Seahawk game. And then after the Seahawk game, they'd have a bunch of beer and then they would get on the bus. And, uh, and I always liked the folks who left hemp fest because they had they smoked a bunch of pot and stuff. And then they would sit in <laughs> their seat and mind their own damn business. And were just happy to be there as you're taking the bus. Whereas with the, the guys on alcohol were like, Hey, causing yeah. problems and getting into fights and stuff. Yeah. The only thing about cannabis is if you have too much of it, you fall asleep. That's what I understand. Is that true? <laughs> Sometimes, depending on the type that you consume and what's in your body at the time. But yeah, certainly sometimes. You know, Kevin, if you had started singing on that bus full of stoners from Hempfest, they would have sang with you. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it, my friend. I'm, I'm sure that that's probably true. By the way, you mentioned something and you just passed right over it. And I have no idea what it is that you said. Something about some sort of system in our body. It's called the endocannabinoid system. The See, that's e nice. yes, that's every human has one. Every animal has one, except for insects. They don't need them. But it's a regulating system that literally is regulating our entire body. It's based on two receptors, CB1 and CB2. I like to go like this so you can kind of think of them as receptors. And they're looking for cannabinoids. And the can cannabinoids that they're receiving are from the plants. They're called phytocannabinoids. And our ECS is going, Please help me. Fill me up right now, please. And if it doesn't get them, then that's when our body gets imbalanced and sick and maybe uh, allergic to things and uh, just certainly not in what we call homeostasis. And that's the term we use for when our body is in perfect balance. Interesting. So I had I had no idea. How long has that been around? <laughs> Have people known for a while that that exists? Oh, oh my goodness. It's the most tragic thing. This is the most this is why it just blows my mind. So we've always had this. We've always had this. All humans have always had this in our bodies. It's what we have. But we did not know about it until 1990, uh, 1989 and then 1993, respectively. 
That's when uh, Dr. Raphael Machulam in Israel, an Israeli doctor, and incidentally, cannabis is still illegal for adult use or recreational use in Israel only for medical purposes, which is so ridiculous because it was discovered there essentially. Our ECS was discovered by this doctor, Dr. Machulam, who figured out that we had this receptor system in our body. Now, if you think back 1993, you'd think by now we would have been able to figure out that worldwide and be able to get it legal everywhere. But oh, you think. Still, we're fighting for it still every single day for people to be able to access their medicine, to be able to get their ECS uh, fixed up so we can all be in homeostasis. So and that is the reason that we're having troubles with that is is many fold. Uh, one, one is the that the um, there's like in our country. There is a lobbying system where people, companies will hire somebody to go to Washington, D.C. and lobby on behalf. There's a cigarette lobby. There's an alcohol lobby. And it, it uh, and so a lot of a lot of places are not uh, able to to uh, um, legalize cannabis in the United States because of these different lobbies that are that are yeah. that are trying to. And th th what they've always said is. Reefer, you know, did you ever see that film back in the 60s exactly. called Reefer Madness? Yeah, it's a yucky film. <laughs> it's, it's a really, it's a really bad film. And it was actually, um, I don't think it was the 60s. I think it was from the 1930s, if, I, if I'm mistaken. I oh, should know that you, fact. No, you're, probably right. you're probably right. Uh, but it's an, it's an older film and it's the propaganda that was used uh, to scare people. It was used... And it was actually the word marijuana was used as a racial term back there, uh, back then. So I do the um, cannabis news on the radio every Monday morning. So I did it this morning. And we have sort of an unwritten rule that we don't say the word marijuana. And up until recently, I was very like, okay, we just don't say that bad word. And then I took courses from the Tricom Institute, which is a fantastic uh, institute in, in the US, in California. And they teach these brilliant cannabis courses. And one of the courses that they teach is about the word marijuana and how it should be used and how it, it was taken from Mexican people who use it as a beautiful term, that's their medicine. And it was, it was twisted around by the Catholic church who came in and started colonizing all kinds of stuff. And when that happened, the word was taken and made into a, a racist word. And it was made into, oh, it's a Mexican prisoner. It must be so bad. And that's when we were told you, it was bad because those, the, the Mexicans use it and uh, people of black culture use it, and those jazz people, oh my goodness, those dangerous jazz people. And it was taken from us for almost 100 years, Kevin. And had it not been taken, it wouldn't have taken all that time for some doctor to be able to figure out, hey, we, we actually need this stuff. We actually can use it for, for health and wellness. You know, I'm a little older than you, and I, re I remember the 60s the fabulous 60s when when cannabis and, and marijuana was really was not out there in the in the early 60s and stuff it wasn't as prevalent but then there's a group of a group of people that happened to be musicians um and one of one of them was paul mccartney and the other was john lennon and the <laughs> Beatles. they popularized it again so to make it okay for folks and 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 he even went to jail in japan for a while because he had some of his luggage yep. um, but yeah but but so it it came came back and so now it's it's really is bigger than ever and uh it's it is very interesting what it does for the economic status even of the states yeah. um so as as an example in in washington state yeah i remember we used to always be talking about the budget the yeah. budget for shortfall. We got this. We're not. We've got problems. We don't talk about the budget anymore, because no. now cannabis, cannabis, which was an illegal substance that you had to go to your shady dealer on the corner to pick up, and you had no idea what you were buying. Now it's getting more regulated, and it's 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 better, and it's also being taxed, and some of that money is going back to fund programs to help homeless and and people like that. So. I can't understand why people would not want to uh, would not want to back it. In Michigan, so in Michigan last year, they made they spent people spent one point two billion dollars on cannabis. <laughs> one point two 
billion dollars in the state of Michigan alone in the USA and 150 million dollars in tax revenue of that went back to supporting communities that were most hardest hit by cannabis prohibition racialized marginalized it went back to uh, schools and roads and it went to help back the people that it was taken from and the hardest hit and the ones that went to jail for a plant the hardest in the communities there cannabis is saving lives cannabis is helping people it's helping your economy it's helping my economy and it's healing us every single day you know, it's interesting. There, I, there was a particular place I used to drive by. It was one of those old time taverns. That building had been there for years and it had the broken down sign in the front that had it said the, the best chicken in town, only it was missing a couple of letters. And there was yeah. always like two or three cars in front of it. And the, the people would, you know, and it, it was old. It was dank. It was smelly and people didn't go there and stuff. Well, it finally closed. And it sat vacant for about uh, six months. Yeah. And this is right when uh, cannabis became legal in Washington. And then I saw some stirrings there. I drove by it every day. And I saw some stirrings in there. And they were kind of redoing it and stuff. And then they, they it announced that it was going to be a cannabis shop. Well, yeah. let me tell you. From that dank old building, they've completely refurbished the inside. They've completely refurbished the outside. They repaved the parking lot. Oh, they put, lovely! They put in landscaping around it, and and now they have to have security because so many people are going. And the people aren't going there to smoke; they're just going there to buy it. And and it is one of the fastest growing, most uh, affluent businesses in that area. Yeah. Because of uh, just because of pot. I yeah. who knew that. Yeah. So it, it was a real underground thing. I mean, somebody somewhere is very unhappy because that cost them a lot of money. You they, mean the black market guys? Yeah. The guys that, that were around the corner? That, yeah. I, I think that's true. But what's so really neat about um, our area is that a lot of those guys are now our bud tenders. They're um, our store experts because they were those right so they've jumped sort of markets and what's really really neat is we call them the legacy markets so the guys that came up were were growing and making products and really important to the foundation some of them have now such good products and such good business skills that they've jumped over to the legal market so there's some really really cool legal products that you can get in legal stores that were coming from the legacy market because these guys were the experts for growing so they had passion and know-how enough to jump over and now we get to celebrate them and we get to share their products and, and purchase their products in legal stores i, th I think it's awesome i yeah. just think it's awesome and you know the and the thing is i've been learning more and more i've been talking to some folks that as an example, one is in the uh, fashion industry, and she was saying that polyesters and some of the things that they use to make clothes is the second largest uh, waster of oil products uh, because they use a lot of oil in the processing of and mm -hmm. the making of those clothes. And that hemp is starting as a natural substance. Yeah. Hemp is starting to become more and more popular for clothing and for other types of things and hemp grows anywhere it grows in canada too doesn't it 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 does you you still have to have a a license if you're going to cultivate it for an industrial or for food but um it's it it does grow it's a little bit different you have a farm bill down there that says anybody can make any products from hemp as long as they don't have 0 0.3 more than 0 0.3 percent THC in it. So that's a lot different than what we, we have up here. We, we don't have that. <laughs> we, we have to regulate everything up here and it's completely regulated. Um, but I will say that I have a friend who is a pioneer uh, in her field as a hemp farmer. She's one of the first female hemp farmers, certainly in, in our province. And uh, she's incredible and she grows for that. And I've learned a lot from her when it comes to the process of hemp and, and what it was used for. It used to be that when people were coming to settle from Europe, it was a requirement that you had to bring hemp with you and grow it. 
in North America. You had to. It was a requirement because it was such a huge industry. I had no and idea. Then, yeah. And then um, pharmacy, big, big pharmacy came in and, and kind of squashed all of that and, and broke our hearts and, and gave us white sugar. <laughs> and made it and made it very very bad very very bad but uh um but now let me ask you a question let me play devil's advocate real quick is cannabis a gateway drug to more serious drugs it, it is in fact the exact opposite of a gateway drug to more serious drugs because it, it takes people off of those addictions. It's so incredible. It is now being used for harm reduction in all kinds of addictions, including the opiate epidemic. Mm. And um, it's, it's wonderful. It is, an, it is a plant. It is a plant and it is a medicine. So when you're talking about gateway, oh my goodness, my son is starting high school next year. He is a beautiful, brilliant 14-year-old boy. And when he gets to the point where he's going to go to parties, I don't know if that's going to be in high school or college, I certainly would rather him have a 2.5 milligram gummy bear, uh, edible gummy bear, than a case of beer or some kind of uh, pill that one of his friends is going to get out of a friend's uh, parent's medicine cabinet. I'd certainly rather him choose that. So if that's going to be a gateway, uh, it's going to be a gateway to calm. It's going to be a gateway to balance. It's going to be a gateway to help his ADHD and his anxiety and ours too. And the thing with that is that if it's going to be a gateway to anything, it's certainly the gateway to the path to better health. Do you know how many people die in the United States every year of opiate poisoning? I I don't know, but it is terribly, terribly tragic. It's like fifty thousand people a year overdose on fentanyl and 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 those things. And so, what you're telling me is pot could help pot. Uh, that's that's, a, that's the old term. Cannabis could yeah. actually help. Uh, could help with with that to help people get off of that. Not so that not could Kevin. It does. It does. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I know people that it, that have uh, saved their lives from it have come off of of pill after pill after pill, and the only thing they do all day long is consume cannabis in its higher form. They're not sucking anything off of the government. They're not sitting at home like doing anything where they're lazy or anything. Actively working, colleagues of mine. I'm talking about people that are professionals who were having a very difficult time in their life because of some kind of addiction of some sort that used cannabis in its highest form, its highest content as a harm reduction use. And now their only thing that they use is cannabis. Interesting. You know, and <laughs> there was a guy I was uh, uh, years ago and this goes back to 1980. I was a waiter in a restaurant and one of the other guys, he had a little one, he called it a, a one toke pipe to where he could put just enough cannabis into the pipe where he yeah. would light it and smoke it. It would be gone in, in one, in one, in one puff or yeah. one toke. One and hitter. One, one hitter. Hit. Is that what you call it? One hit? Yeah. The one hitter. Uh, yeah. A one hitter. And <laughs> he, and he could work all day and all night. And so it didn't yeah. prevent him from working. It actually, it, it actually improved his attitude yeah. and made it better for him to work. Microdosing. That's called microdosing. And you can do it in many different forms. And it just sort of keeps you regulated. If you're on some kind of pill that's prescribed from a doctor, they tell you, you know, you take this kind of pill throughout the day, or it, it you know, it um, releases throughout the daytime release different things, those pills from the doctor. Well, this is how we cope. This is our medicine. So that means that we don't have to do it for intoxication. We just do it to balance enough throughout the day. So question for you, if, if there's somebody that's listening that is like, especially like in my state of Washington or Colorado or some of the other places that's legal, if they go, you know, I don't know anything about cannabis. First of all, the guys that are in the shops are very knowledgeable. Um, but, but when you're talking about if somebody says, you know, I don't want to smoke it. I don't like the smell of it, yes. but I would, would uh, be interested in a, in a gummy bear. What, how, what, milligrams do you recommend somebody start with well what i'm going to do is i'm going to tell you to start actually with some cbd because what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to open up your receptors a little bit and you're just going to just add in that like oh 
I have a, I have a system. Hello, I'm on. And I always say to start that way by just adding in some CBD because that doesn't really have that intoxicating effect. It just has that sort of waking up effect for a new user. And you're just going to have really like, you know, one milligram under one milligram, just like if you can have five milligrams, if it comes in a little gummy bear, just take that. You don't want to get high the first time that you try cannabis in any form. You don't want to do that. That's what people do. They make a really big mistake. And the reason for that is because they'll overconsume because they don't know what their level and their limit is. Every single person's system is different. Every ECS is different. It's based on age, height, weight, what you ate for breakfast, what pills you're on, what's going on in your liver that day. Every single piece of you is different from one person to another. So your ECS and your tolerance of cannabis is going to be different too. So you want to start real low. You just want to wake that system up just a little tiny bit so you know that it's there. And then the next time you try maybe one to two milligrams of that gummy, just low. What I always do is I tell people to make uh, cannabis popcorn and just try one or two kernels. And then the next time you try two or four, and then the next time you try uh, six and you just build yourself up, you do not want to get yourself overconsumed because then we do that thing called greening out. And that when you hear people in the news, you, oh, I had to call the, the hospital. I felt like I was dying. That's because, and I will say, no one has ever died from cannabis consumption. You cannot die from cannabis consumption. Even if you're in that state and you think, oh my God, I'm gonna, never, not one time, not one human, not one mammal has ever died from cannabis consumption. You can just eat so much and then fall asleep from, for a while. You can feel like crazy in your head almost, but you're never gonna die. So once you get to that point, you almost say, you almost always say, I'm not going back. I never wanna try it again. And that's why I say you have to start low and just build yourself up just a little bit. If you don't want to eat it and you want to try it by combustion or, or, or vaporization, you just one puff, two puffs, that's it. Not with alcohol ever and make sure that you're in a good state. And before you do this, you say to yourself, I'm opening myself up to this. I want to feel this feeling and I don't want it to scare me. And then the cannabis will go, okay, I am here with you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you're phenomenal by the way i gotta tell you you've got a lot of energy to you um you are very articulate about what you're talking about it's it's it really you're adorable it's great it's uh it's i i'm so sad that the whole world doesn't have cannabis right now and i will do everything in my power for all my days to make sure that everybody at least knows about it in case they want to hear about it that includes children too because i think they should be able to have access to that medicine sick children that need it. And I'm saying that because so so much we frown on that. Well, don't give it to the children, but there are parents right now that are, are fighting and working so hard so they're able to access medicine that they know that their children need in a, in a place that it's completely illegal and they can't get it. Is uh, cannabis or, or CBD, yeah. right? Um, is, is, that, is that better for somebody than say Adderall or AD or... Um, um, some of the, some of the um, anti you know ADHD medications and some of the stuff that's out there because those can become quite addictive and can be very bad for you. Yeah, they they unfortunately they're making people more sick than than well. Anytime that you're putting a chemical form into your body of any kind, you're taking from your body. Alcohol is a taker from the body. Nicotine is a taker from the body. But when we talk about cannabis, that's a giver. That's giving to your body. So certainly anytime that you take, put something in your body that takes, white sugar, same thing, take, you want to give back to your body and you're giving it back in the plant form. And that's certainly the best way. We need this, our, our human beings. It was just taken for 100 years. Before that, we had it all the time. Animals were eating hemp and then we were eating the animals and we were better. It was our whole world were better. Humans were better off. They were far more advanced when they were able and allowed to use and eat cannabis. Now <laughs> we had to make up for lost time. Apparently so. Apparently so. So um, the CBD, does that does that help with like inflation? 
And I, excuse me, inflammation. I wish it would help with inflation. What's your gas price like down there? Oh my God. I know. <laughs> if we could just this. sprinkle CBD on the, the economy, we'd be okay. Um, <laughs> inflammation and immunity. So what I was saying about CB1 and CB2, so CB1 is the receptor that that THC, which is what we hear about all the time, hugs onto, give me CB1. And CB2 is the one that the CBD needs. And you think of that as immunity building, you think of that as anti-inflammation and like the superpower. Whereas you can think of the THC as that warrior guy, you know, I'm a protector with my shield, CBD shield, and the CBD THC, I got my sword. You can kind of think of it as like, but those are only two. There are many more cannabinoids in the plant along with terpenes. And that's just different profiles. Oh my goodness, Kevin, we could talk for hours about that, but I won't get into a science lesson with you today. <laughs> I think I've already done that. Well, and, and in fact, I'm, we all need to become a lot more educated about, about these things because, you know, first of all, it's a plant. I, I keep coming back to the fact that it's a plant. Now, now, Tobacco is also a plant and tobacco is not good for you because of the nicotine and what's the natural properties of that. Yeah. Now, do you know anybody that gets lung cancer or anything from um, smoking uh, uh, cannabis? What's very interesting is that when you have lung cancer, there have been studies that have shown that smoking cannabis actually reduces lung cancer really? and actually studies are showing when we're talking about lungs that when you have an asthma attack and you consume cannabis by combustion it helps the asthma because it stops the inflammation and it reduces that and it helps you be able to breathe so when we talk about lung cancer we wouldn't say consume cannabis by combustion to eradicate that lung cancer we do all of the other things instead and that means orally and that means suppository and that means topically and that means uh, vaporization as a possible. Um, but there's so many different other ways that you can uh, consume cannabis. And But there's a lot of other things that eradicate cancer other than just cannabis. You can't just get rid of your uh, cancer by just consuming cannabis. You have to get rid of the toxins in your life. And that means all of the things that the cancer is, is sucking and holding onto in your body. You know, somehow I just can't see that commercial happening. Um, if you want to cure this, take cannabis and put it in your butt. <laughs> Somehow I just don't see how that's going to fall. We're going to have to, we're going to have to. There is a suppository to. that is cannabis based. Yeah. And vaginal. Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're so important. They're so important for healing. Um, there are women that live with extreme pain, endometriitis and, and menstrual cramps, and that, that helps them be able to get past that, um, be able to live more natural lives. I think that one day there should be medical centers that are available to moms that want to come in the middle of the night and have their children without an epidural and be able to use cannabis instead for the numbing. That's a much healthier way. But of course, we don't want to talk about that or putting suppositories up our bums. <laughs> it's uncomfortable, right? But you'll talk about it if it's going to save your life, Kevin. And anyone that's listening, when you get to the point where the doctor sits you down and says, you've got 90 days to live, and then you're looking around and you go, what do I need to do right now? And that's when you say, where does it need to go? And what is it got to take? You know, my brother recently passed away from stage four lung cancer, and it, it, if that would have helped him, he, yeah. at least he would have felt better, um, you know, about about that whole thing. So, so you know, we are just, it, it, it's obvious to me that we are just scratching the surface of everything that cannabis can do for us. Would you agree? Oh, my goodness. So much, so much. And that's why um, as a minister of cannabis spirituality, it's one of the things that I do. It's one of my missions. I have a Sunday night show that I do live every Sunday night called Spiritual Sunday, where I have guests just like this. And I hope one day you'll come on. And um, yeah. we talk about that kind of thing, healing and love and getting that message out and spreading it as far wide as we possibly can to be able to get people to hear. Hello, you have plants. Hello, you can use this as medicine. So how do how does somebody tune in to that show? Uh, it's on my YouTube channel on KGL TV. And I actually saw when your intro came on to subscribe to your YouTube channel. So I'm going to do that as soon as we get off here. And then you'll be able to see mine as well. 
Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. And what's it called again? The show is called Spiritual Sunday, and the channel is called KGL TV. We actually have a lot of cannabis shows on there, so you might find them a little bit entertaining as well. I think so. Say that again, but slower. KGL TV. It's a YouTube channel. Right. So it's K. What again? Like, like the name of my lounge is Kelly's Green Lounge. So our network is called the KGL Network. Gotcha. And the TV channel is KGL TV. Gotcha. KGL TV. That's, yeah. yeah. So if, if you go there on Sunday night and, and, and that's the beautiful thing about YouTube is you do it on Sunday night live, but they stay up. And so you, right. can, you can go back there and listen to it or watch <laughs> it. Uh, past episodes of it, which would, which would be great. As an example, we're on three YouTube channels. Uh, this is being broadcast to three YouTube channels, three Facebooks and one Twitter account. Oh, Hi everybody. That's a lot of humans. I hope you come and find me. I'd like to say hello to you. Oh, exactly. And if somebody wants to, how do they get a hold of you? Can they go through the website to get, if they will have a question for you that, yeah. that you can answer for them? Kelly's Green Lounge. Just find me, Kelly's Green Lounge. It's right there. It's it's a beautiful little place that you've got up there. And, and, and you know, if your energy is anything like what's in your facility, which it, it probably mirrors it, you, <laughs> you, it, it behooves you if you're in the neighborhood up there to go drop in and, and hell, get married up there. You can do all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I marry people in cannabis weddings. It it would be great. It would be great. Come, come. I, I love I love love and I love humans that, that love each other and I don't care what you look like or who it, work of life you're from or what genre genre you are or gender you are. You just come. I'll marry everybody. Everybody. You want to marry a whole bunch of people, get all get married. <laughs> oh, that's 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 just awesome. I'm I'm really, so much. Yes, I'm really hoping that that what is going on in this country right now with the Supreme Court and with Roe versus Wade and and personal liberties and that kind of stuff doesn't doesn't bleed over into other freedoms that we have that that no. they're going to take away. So anyway, but we don't want to talk about that. But, but oh, love will always win, Kevin. Always. There's there's you don't need to hope. You just need to know that love will always win and the light will always, always win. You're you are. I like you. You're very good. And I, I agree with you 100 percent. Um, because, and so when, and let's talk about you and, and your reverend hood and your cannabis spirituality, what is that based on? What do you, what, what does that look like? Uh, cannabis spirituality is really the connection, the spiritual connection to the plant. So I believe that when we were talking earlier about that greening out piece, that overconsumption, when you feel like you're going to die, oh my God. Well, I believe that if you learn to go within that it's uh, more of a connection to spirit or God or the universe or whatever it is that you need to connect to or, or need the, or feel the connection of. And you can really go inside yourself and know who you are and know what your purpose is. And there's a lot of healing to be done in there when you're consuming your cannabis. So if you're using it for spiritual connection or um, identification of self, that's really uh, an intentional use of the property. So people aren't going into dispensaries and going, hey, bud tender, I just really want to get high to connect to God right now. But you could, you could absolutely do that. And it's been used as a sacrament for 5,000 years. It's found on religious altars all over the world. And we always know that it's been there. It's in that book called the Bible, which is the Christian religion uses. And it's written all throughout there as a religious sacrament. Um, it's something that the, that most religions have used in some form. Uh, it's a, there's a reason for it. Here's the thing. If all these plants exist in the world and people have tried smoking all of them because somebody's tried smoking everything, Kevin, That's but why true. is it that this one plant affects us so gravely, so much, and in so many different ways? What is the reason for this? It has to be that spiritual connection. And when you're consuming it, you're consuming Mother Earth. You're consuming that, that Mama Earth. You're taking it in and it's, it's, it's loving you. 
you're consuming that love, that mother love, that mama love, and it's embracing you. And it's giving you the ability to see what really is there, your true you. You can taste food better. You can hear music better. You can make love better. You're calmer. You're really past that facade that you put on all the time. You're your true self. And cannabis gives you the ability to do that. And that, my friend, is cannabis spirituality. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Have you thought about becoming a salesman for this? I mean, the, the, what you're talking about is amazing. <laughs> it's so, just truth. It's just the plant. It's, the it, plant it, doesn't, it, the plant can't talk, Kevin. She has no voice. So she needs spokespeople for her. So I'm privileged enough to, to be a voice for the plant. So why do you think that that plant exists? It, it, you know, if you, if you go down, if you go down the road a piece and you go, okay, it's a plant, right? It's available everywhere, right? It's like a weed. It grows in, in, in impossible situations and it grows everywhere. It's hard. So it, it's, thank you. That's a great word for it. It's very, very hardy. And, and it can, and it can do these things. Is it, would you consider it a gift from the universe? A gift, uh, a gift from from whatever it is that that created us, whatever it is that we're connected to, it's absolutely a gift. Hey, I believe that plants here are the answer to everything. There's a plant for everything. I, I don't know enough about it. I'm not a herbalist or a botanist, but from the discoveries that I, I've realized that the universe or God or whatever it is that we believe in put those plants here for us to discover and be nourished by. Like I'm a vegetarian. I don't even eat meat. Like I don't even need meat. I don't need um, ice cream and cake because I have, I have fruit. Uh, like I, I, I don't have to eat meat because I have sugar snap peas. What are you talking about? Why do I need, you know what I mean? So there are plants here. Oh my goodness. There's plants here to give us everything that we need. And the cannabis plant, I believe, was put here specifically for our wellness as our multivitamin, uh, our superpower, and as our magic. It's our it's our magic, Kevin. Well, you know, when you think about it, and uh, that plants are are grown to be eaten, and we we eat cattle, and we eat chicken, and we eat all, this, but but we really don't need to if if we if you know so. I don't know, although I got to tell you, a good steak. Don't you miss, like, having a good steak every now and again? No, no way. No way. Not even close. It, it's just no way. I, I love uh, my palate has changed. Like, I, I crave berries. You know how people have stoner cravage, cravings for the munchies? Berries. Yeah. Give me a bowl full of berries any day. Yeah, absolutely. I, for, for my friends, it was always uh, a uh, beef and bean burrito from 7-Eleven at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> which which generally ended badly later on that day i was day. gonna say how was that later did you regret that later <laughs> i bet you did <laughs> that wasn't me i because the only time I, I i i experienced pot just a couple of times when i was a kid um it wasn't really in my wheelhouse i was always a a a beer guy um but uh more so but uh it's you know it's interesting because i've grown up and I have got my sister has got inflammation and and stuff like that, so it would it would benefit me yes. to, to to take take that even if it was a medicinal rather than get high thing. It was a medicinal for the um, as as kind of a supplement, right? Absolutely, Kevin. I like you a lot. Please go get cannabis today after we finish this call. Please go get some cannabis because I like you and I want you to be well and healthy and live for a long time. Well, thank you very much. I like you too. You're very fun. So what I want you to do is I want you to start with some topicals. If you can get a topical, then you're going to just rub it on any achy place. And if you don't have any achy places, then you, you don't need it. But I know you have achy places because we all do. <laughs> so if it's your neck or your back or your hands or your knees or something, just start rubbing it in there. And you're not going to get high from that at all. It doesn't plus past the blood barrier uh, it just you know topical and it'll go right in and, and it'll help with that and then if you can get some kind of cbd maybe capsules or gummies or chocolate you do not have to have any thc in it whatsoever and just start eating it once a day or taking the drops once a day and maybe 10 10 to 14 days later you're going to notice a difference 
I will, I'll tell you what I'll do is okay. I will, uh, I'll go do that. And uh, then you, we're going to have you back in, in a while. And I want to have you on KKNW because you're, you're just delightful. And uh, we'll, and we'll talk about that and we'll, and we'll talk about my experiment. See, part of my problem has been uh, until uh, two years ago, I drove a bus for 12 years. And so I had a commercial driver's license. And mm -hmm. if you have that, you, you can't even, and they, and they do a blood test or a, a P test. You can't yeah. even 0.03 is the, is a barrier, but they can't prove it's not a refined science enough to be able to guarantee that it's less than 0.03. Right. 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 Yeah. And so you could get, you could get busted. And then when, if you're a bus driver and you get busted for pot, you lose your CDL, which means you lose your job. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole bunch of bad stuff. I know. Yeah, people you don't want that. We don't want that. But now you can, because yeah. now, now you I'm, are I'm, a host. You're I'm, a I'm, host. I'm retired. I've I've got I I'm actually listed as disabled because two years ago I fell and tore my rotator cuff and had to have surgery on that, and then I fell and tore mm -hmm. my uh, tricep, and the other arm had to have surgery on that. So, uh, but okay. I turned sixty-five soon. So, that's so good. Kevin, that's where that's nice. where your topical is going to go on your shoulders and your arm. That's where your topical is going to go. Okay. And, and also my hands, I've got, I've got, you know, as, as my rheumatologist says, yeah. you're never going to be in a hand commercial. There you go. But see, but see, there's, there's, um, specifically made for deep arthritic pain, cannabis topicals. You just get that right in there, Kevin, and you just let your hands feel better. They're going to feel better once you get that cannabis topical in it. I promise you they're okay. crying for it, Kevin. Apparently they are. <laughs> I will, I will do that um, because, yeah, because now I have, a, I have a form of gout or a form of pseudo gout and I take medications for that and stuff, but, but it's due to the inflammation. It's the, the inflammation that's in my body and that this will help with that. And all of that will help with it. Right. Yes, my friend. Cool. 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 It's a pleasure talking to you. I do have to say. Thanks for having me here today. It's a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Always. Thank you for sharing, for letting me share my knowledge. Well, it, it, it was, you're not done yet. We got, I got lots more because, and that's why I want to have you on uh, KKNW and, and stuff is because this is information that needs to get out to more people because there's still a lot, a lot of misinformation about what cannabis is, what it does, how it can help. Yes. Yeah, there, there should be more uh, about it. There should be more for I teach a course called how to talk to your kids about cannabis, where I have a Muppet called Mama Earth. And I've written a story called um, the smelliest flower in the garden. It's being published. It'll be released this summer. And it's an easier way to be able to talk to your children about it. It's um, because a lot of a lot of parents hide their cannabis use. And also a lot of parents don't know that there are options for their children instead of giving them children chemical um, pills like we were talking about earlier for things like ADHD. Well, there, there's actually options for cannabis for, for their kids. So we want to be able to and I say we because I teach with another educator, um, but I do the puppet show and I, I wrote the book uh, without without her. Um, and I, it's, I'm just I'm doing this like I have her on my hand. Um, and we tell the story about Candace, the cannabis plant, um, who is so hated by the other plants in the garden because she's smelly and she's so ugly because she doesn't look like them. Um, but they're in this garden of this boy named, uh, um, what is his name? I can't remember his name right now. And um, oh, Isaac, Isaac, a little boy named Isaac. He has a big afro. And he comes out and plays in the garden every day. And he's so, um, he gets sick. And the plants wonder, where is their boy? Where is their boy? And it turns out that he has epilepsy. And actually, Candace is his medicine. And once they find out that Candace is his medicine, they love her and she's welcomed into the garden and she gets all sparkly because at the end of her transition into flowering, she becomes sparkly as, as cannabis plants do. And then they're so happy because she saved their boy and now she's not the smelliest flower. Well, she is the smelliest flower, but we, we love her anyway. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, a nice so just smell. an easier way so children can, uh, can kind of hear the story of, of, of it being okay. It's a plant that we should love. I got to ask you, um, because you know, and I don't, um, there was something that my 
my son's former girlfriend used to do and involved a bong, which is, um, and, and what she would do is she would do what she called a dab. What, <laughs> what is What was it that she was doing? It's not on a bong, but it looks like a bong. So that's a dab rig, and that tells me that um, your your son's girlfriend had a very high tolerance for cannabis. <laughs> when you're smoking all the time, yeah, very, 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 very strong. They're used for people in a in a medical sense. We'll use dabs for um, extreme pain. Uh, when we were talking earlier about um, coming off the uh, an opiate addiction. It would be for for that for like so it's extreme THC. It's an extreme high. Um, it's used with a concentrate, an extract. So if we have the plant, we can take an extract off the plant. It can be in the form of something called shatter, something called rosin, something called diamonds. Um, you've heard of hash. Hash is an extract. Oh sure. So it was. She used to get uh, rosin. Rosin. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So she's doing a dab by heating it up um, really hot and yes. um, and then and then come uh, into vaporization and then taking it in. And, it, and it's extremely uh, potent. Um, I love dabs in the sense that it helps me with my ADHD. So in this really I'm, I actually don't know the science behind this. I, I really should investigate it. But for whatever reason, when I consume a dab, it's almost like my my ADHD brain that's all over the place all of the time goes like this. And it's sort of like I'm aware and I'm like, oh, okay, I can climb up that wall right now. I can recite something. Like it's like, oh, I'm magic or something like that. But it's an extremely uh, high way to uh, consume cannabis. So I tend to hurt. <laughs> and it's, it's, it doesn't hurt you in any way. Green out from it more than other ways, Kevin. So you have to be really prepared. You have to know what uh, temperature setting you will have it at. So if it's too hot or too cold, too hot, uh, it it could affect you differently. Certainly than if it's too cold, if it's if it's cooler off, um, burning, but then also the way that it hits the brain. So there's a lot to be known about it. You wouldn't want to do it as a novice. No way. You would never want to do it as somebody just. I'm trying cannabis for the first or second time. Give me a dab. No, no dab for you. <laughs> would be very bad. Very, yes. very bad. Kevin, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. Um, yeah. I have to go in like five minutes. And well, the I'll reason do... for that is because I have to take a call with the Canadian Cannabis Tourism Alliance, which uh, is the last piece of the thing that I'll tell you about. I'm sure I could probably tell you a few more things that we do up here. But we've put together this incredible um, alliance, which is lobbying the Canadian government. We will eventually, we've got this little subcommittee that's going to be lobbying the Canadian government to change the laws and regulations when it comes to cannabis tourism. And we have a meeting in about three minutes from now. So I'll just give you that little bit of a warning so we can say goodbye on time. And uh, your website again is? kellysgreenlounge.ca kellysgreenlounge.ca kelly you've you've been a marvel thank you so much for being here and i'm going to honor your time or and uh, but i'm going to have you back we're going to do this more wait right here i'll be right back thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of kmmedia.pro please visit our website, oddly enough, named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.